Hey, welcome to Fans of the Forge, Forge and Fire wrap-up for Season 6, Episode 6, The Barbarian Sword. This episode interesting with an interesting opening, because it it goes to the Forge and Fire logo with the sword coming down, Yeah, the, but it, the music's plink, weird, plink. and you hear plink, 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 like pinball noises. As I thought it was happening. a casino thing. I was, I thought oh. it was going to be a casino theme. And then I was watching it with closed captioning on, and it said, when the music started, usually it's the heavy metal music, but yeah. this was like a groovy rock song <laughs> playing according to the closed captioning. Uh, I was like, oh, mm. nice. But anyway, there's pinball noises for some reason. But we move on to our Smiths. We had Michael Saran, who is part-time bladesmith with eight years experience we had amy weeks with three years of experience as a bladesmith part-time but was also a full-time metalsmith and then you had ethan lee a part-time bladesmith 11 years experience and he's an active duty navy submarine sailor and then we had steve humphrey who was part-time with 11 years experience and we moved to round one well let's also say as each smith comes into the forge, Will is playing on this pinball machine. With his back turned. His back turned to everyone, and they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're all, <laughs> they're all commenting on, <laughs> why is Will playing a pinball machine? It's really not You can figure it out. It's pretty obvious, right? <laughs> so anyway, we get into round one. These smiths would have to forge an 11 to 13 inch blade using metal harvested from a pinball machine. Can I just interject? I can think of people who would be so upset about a vintage pinball machine in yes. working condition yes. being ripped apart for this. Oh yeah. I mean, the the scoring was like old school. It wasn't electronic. It was like- The counter. Ro ro yeah. yeah, rotating numbers. And I was like, wow. And he even said it's a vintage machine. I was like- It's worth <laughs> yeah. so much money. More yeah. than the 10000 they give to the winner. <laughs> yeah, it's was, it was pretty crazy, but yeah. that's what they were doing today. So right before the round starts, Will Willis goes out of his way to highlight that if you don't meet the parameters of this competition, you are grounds for immediate elimination yeah. from this competition. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? I think it is a little interesting. It because it doesn't give any other parameters. <laughs> so my note is, because of all the many complex and various parameters explained to no one, <laughs> you know, they've done like various parameters before. Mm -hmm. It's got to do this. You got to have this. What You know, they didn't do that. It's, it was just length. It was thir 11 to 13 inches. That was it. That's See? all that was explained. So you go into it thinking, okay, someone's going to blow parameters. Yeah. Like, why, and, why and would you blow the one parameter there is for them to blow, the, the length parameter? Why would you go out of your way to make this statement that everyone knows? And I happened to be looking down at the time. Was it him say, saying it to them or was it possibly dubbed in later? I don't think it was. I don't recall it being dubbed in. Okay. Right. I, don't think I know what you're time. saying. Okay. I, I think it was like in real time. I think they probably say... A similar thing each time. They just only show parts of it. Uh, I'm, I, I can go with that. I'm, I'd say that's possible. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then when someone blows it, it's like, oh, well, hey, you know, he obviously said this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, remember that <laughs> no, time? Remember 20 minutes ago? I think they say that? it every time, but then they just have the footage each time yeah. so they can highlight it when that comes. I don't know out. if they've really done that too often. Because people have blown parameters before plenty of times. Yeah. Did they really, you know, well, anyway, <laughs> it, was, it seems silly. It seems excessive this time. It was, it was, it was very, very excessive pointed. for only giving one parameter and saying, <laughs> nope, hey, by the way, remember, you can be eliminated immediately yeah. if you blow the parameter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we move into the round. Michael, <clears throat> he grabbed a 5160 bumper for his material to make a drop point chef and knife. I have to say, when he grabbed it, he's like, oh, it's 5160. How do you know well, How do you know that? <laughs> how did you know it's 5160? Unless they told them, because the judges were saying it at some at one point, too. So maybe they told them what the different medals were ahead of time. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was just curious <laughs> to know how he knew. Well, they all knew, oh, well, the legs of this are going to be perfect because it's this kind of steel. Right, when we get to the legs, yeah, we'll bring, I'll bring something All up right. Too. So... Michael then drew out a bunch of pieces of smaller steel, but he made them too skinny, um, but he was hoping it would work for his billet. Mm -hmm. So that's what he was working on. He quenched his blade first and seemingly had no issues. It was a straight and hard blade. But then they show him on the grinder, and he's got a delamination. He's trying to grind out, and it's just not going away. Yeah, it's like a pretty big defect in the side of the blade. And Doug comes out and says something along the lines of, oh, Michael's paying homage to his college fraternity, the lambda, lambda, lambda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then because he's delaminating on his blade. <laughs> so and like, it was pretty I'm, bad. It was. Like, uh. <laughs> oh, Doug. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it was an attempt. It was a, it was good. Good, bad one, man. Yeah, exactly. So then we move on to... Amy, she had grabbed a bumper piece and a leg, which was W1 steel, to hmm. make a Bowie knife. And there again, how do you know it's W1? <laughs> and I would say, the, I mean, so looking at the leg, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. it looked like, okay, so it's kind of like a piece of angle with a curve on it, angle iron with a curve on it. Mm-hmm. But it looked like it had a piece of round bar inside of it, like, you know, fastened to the inside corner of the leg. Hmm. Really? That's what it looked like to me. And then also, how do you know it's W1? You know, there again, we don't know how they know what any of the steel is. But And so to my my thought process was, why would you use a, a carbon steel for legs? Why wouldn't you just use mild steel in the legs for a machine like that? Right, because it's not... It's, it's what not. kind of steel was the most common at the time that they were making the machine? Like, what was the most cost-effective to use at that time? I don't know that high carbon was any more cost-effective than just mild steel. You don't think there's any chance that they repurpose parts of the pinball machine for the show? Like, oh, I absolutely, th- I absolutely think they repurposed. They re, <laughs> like <laughs> they, they put le- the legs on them. They made. And those legs, the if they had to, but I, if memory serves, I thought there was a piece of round bar kind of attached to the inside corner of, I do of, of the legs. Something like it that. looked like that. And I was like, there's, I couldn't foresee any reason to have a piece of round bar 
in the leg like that. Mm-hmm. But it's a TV show. They need different <laughs> yeah. steals. There you go. So she took her W1 steel to the bandsaw and was trying to cut the leg piece. It uh, did not go so well. The bandsaw was really slow. It's caught up on that round bar. You think that's what it I, was? You know, because... It could be. I, you're, if you're just cutting through angle... Angle shouldn't be that bad. It's not going to be that bad. I think it was really dense because she's cutting through those materials. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the deal was with this saw. Yeah. Um, but anyhow... Had some trouble. Took her a while. Yep. Um, she was planning on doing a San Mai construction, and she spent a lot of time prepping the blade and, and all the, the billets and everything to make sure that everything was clean and ready to go so she could get a good forge weld. Um, but by the hour and a half point, she hadn't forge weld anything. Right. And everyone else already had somewhat, like, blades starting to come, you know, take shape. And so from there, she spent a lot of time using the angle grinder to shape her blade. Yeah, right. Um, right down to the wire, pretty yeah. much. And then for Ethan, he was going for a San Mai using a bumper and leg steel. He took the flat dies for the press and he preheated them in the forge, or like or at least near the forge. Yeah. So that when you put them back in the machine and then you take your billet out of the forge, you can put it in there and they're a lot closer temperature so that the billet stays hotter longer so you can do more work. So that was the first time we've seen something like that done on the show. And yep. that's actually a pretty good tip, I would say. Unless someone else needs those dyes. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Or I guess they go to the other press if they needed to. But, right. You know, anyway. But, yeah, good, good. Uh, it was neat. Good idea. Uh, then he welded on mild steel to extend uh, the tang of his blade. And he chose to do an edge quench using the torch rather mm-hmm. than the traditional full quench. Full quench, yeah. And then we move on to Steve, who was welding 5160 to the leg. And it's not a flat area, so the weld may not work. So it was. Yeah, that was that, when, that's where, that he had was the, where, that's where it was round. That's that was right. where you see the round part because yeah, it's like absolutely. a round bar. Yeah. And he's trying to weld it. Yeah, and he's got a flat, flat piece, piece on top, and there's a bunch of gap there. And his weld was horrible. That's where I saw it now. That's right. It seems like anybody with a, any kind of experience knows not to try to attach a flat thing to a round thing and think it's going to work out perfectly. Right. Yeah, the problem was when he was going to try to weld that. There's going to be just a, like a pocket in there. It's, it wasn't. He needed yeah. to flatten out that round first before doing that. Right. Even if it's just to squish it a bit to get some kind of flat edge mm, yeah. to it. And wouldn't you know it, he had a lot of issues getting his billet welds <laughs> oh. to take. And uh, and then eventually they cut to him using the angle grinder to cut a tip into his blade. So he, he got to the point where he didn't have time to forge a shape at all. Yeah. He had to basically just cut out the, the knife and do what he could with the angle grinder. And, uh, and from there, he just went crazy with the angle grinder and then quenched his blade with very little time left. And that was the end of the round. So we moved on to the judging. <clears throat> Steve... Um, it said that you had good weight, but there's D-lambs or cold shuts along the spine. Ethan was very nice. You could see the forge weld, but you can't really get a fingernail in there, so it should be fine. Mm-hmm. And Michael says uh, 
they say there's clean lines and there is a blemish on it, but it's it's like a non-structural yeah. thing. And then Amy had a solid knife. There was no issues with her forge weld. It actually, I think, probably looked the best. It looked really good. Out of all of them. But it looked short. But it looked short. And From Dave, that distance, it looked short. Sh- yeah, and Dave looked Baker so short. And Dave Baker goes to Will Willis. <laughs> what is the, the length parameters for, for this one? <laughs> yeah. and oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Will replies, well, it's 11 to 13 11 inches to 13. there, Dave. <laughs> Trusty pocket tape measure. Pulls it oh. out. Wouldn't you know, that blade was 10 and 3 eighths inches. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we move on to round two. And they tell Amy her got GTFO. Booted. <laughs> she did. She got out. <laughs> but actually, I was very impressed by her on this. Um, I thought she was very yeah, good. Happy Woman's Day, whenever that was. That was last week. It was oh, Friday. Well. Sorry we missed it. No. Um, no, I was very impressed with her work on the, the show. It was nice. Yeah, it's... Suck that she had to go. Yeah, the stuff like that really does kind of suck sometimes. But they move on to round two. They attach a handle. So Steve's doing some creative grinding to make sure it doesn't get too thin. Um, he drilled four holes in his tang and then freehand drilled the scales, causing them to not line up properly, as you you know would expect. He had issues getting his Corby bolts to tighten properly because not everything was in line. Come on, dude. <laughs> it, it's like he just kind of forgot everything. So they do the interviews, and he's saying, I know I shouldn't be doing this, and yet here we are doing this thing and then that thing. And put your holes in the tank, <laughs> then put your scale on, put the holes through, flip it over, put the other scale on, drill your holes through, you're, you're done deal. That's it. Well, yeah, but he didn't do that. So. He didn't do that. <laughs> he, he got three of the four to fit. In the last 10 minutes, he's working on getting an edge on his blade and messes up his belt and has to put another one on. Um, he was trying to remove too much material and using the finishing belt. So yeah, just, I guess it was like a really super fine grit that he was putting on there to finish. Right, but he was also pressing on it really hard to take a lot of metal off, yeah. which is not what those belts were designed to do. So um, it's like three different sets of tools... That. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so Ethan's first priority is a handle because that's the goal of round two is to get the handle on. So he's putting his focus on that. Um, he's using a brass. He's using brass for a guard and white oak for the handle. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do a guard, but he decided that he wanted to have one there. So he made one. Um, he finishes attaching his handle and then attempts to put a false edge on it to take care of his delamination. Which didn't really fully work. I think he, there was still a little bit of a mark, but yeah. he got rid of most of it. And the, that's a cool feature. Yeah. They, the they the false edge always looks pretty cool. At least he attempted something. Mm-hmm. And he profiles his handle in a fighter style, and it looks really good, and it fits him really well. And he's like, well, the judges are just going to have to go with it. I don't know how big their hands are, right. so I'm using mine. Yep. And Michael, he continues to grinding this already kind of thin blade, trying to fix the blemish, but then it's getting pretty thin, and so he moves on to drills holes in his tang for his handle. Um, He keeps running into issues that are just, you know, tiny little things here and there, but uh, they build up, and then it's like panic at the end, but, (laughs) you know, he got a handle on. He's all right. Yep. 
So for testing, they had a pinball plunger edge smash where Ben Abbott launches a nine-pound pinball <laughs> at the edge of their blades three times. <laughs> okay, so I left a note on this saying, <laughs> okay, that doesn't seem like a very impressive test to me. And the way that they showed it, it was he would release the plunger and then mm-hmm. it would cut to slow-mo to make it look even weaker as it just like barely just taps like, the blade. Nope. Yeah. And I know there's probably a good amount of force there. It must have been if it actually rolled edges of the knife and stuff, but it just it, it just did not seem like very much to me. I don't know how much speed it actually had, and you couldn't really tell because he slow-moed it. And there wasn't a ton of space for it to pick up speed. Plus, it's going It's going up. up. Yeah. You like it a bit more, rather than you think they would kind of... Because they clearly built the channel. Well, they it. built like, that. This was that was a giant. That was a big thing they built. Fake machine they built. They could have done a decline instead of an incline well, since they were building it anyway. They were trying to be true to the pinball machines. Pinball style. machines don't have nine pound ball bearings. Well, no, but <laughs> I know that. You know, if you bump it up a giant scale, kind of. But they're all on an incline. Um, so, yeah, it's. Who knows? I, I don't know if they made the run longer, if it would have been more effective or not. You need a yeah. you know you need a really strong spring to really push that plunger up to push the ball, right? So yeah, they just mm. rocketed a giant ball bearing at the blades. Yes. For Steve, um, Ben likes the shape. There were some rolls on the edge, and there is gapping in the handle. Um, Ethan, his blade took a little roll, and the handle's a little big. And then Michael. His blade was so thin that when the ball bearing hit it, it just kind of like wobbled. Yeah. <laughs> so it actually did pretty well. <laughs> um, it was the most flexible. Still got some minor damage, but yeah. Yeah, that was, it turned out okay. And then they had a loot bag slice with all sorts of treasure. Yeah. Um, Steve, the blade only cuts on the impact and did not really cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For Ethan... Uh, the swell only works well if your hand stays in one spot, but um, otherwise it will cut. And then Michael has sharp enough edge to cut the bag open, and the blade will cut. Mm-hmm. Steve gets the boot due to not cutting in the sharpness test. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing you could say about that. All right, so moving on to round three. These smiths are tasked with making a barbarian sword. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's an homage to the uncivilized barbarians, a violent hacking and slashing weapon due to lightweight and sharp double edge. It was featured in Conan the Barbarian. It must be sharpened on both edges, have a fuller on both sides, a leather-wrapped handle, and must include a pommel. So, So, cool weapon. Ethan, day one, plans to rough forge the blade and make Damascus for his handle. Um, using submarine hole shavings with some powdered steel. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. that is pretty cool. On uh, day two, he wants to heat treat the blade. There's some bad warps after it's quenched, so he quenches a second time. Still isn't looking right. Quenches a third time, and the warps are still there, so he restarts a new blade. He's worried that it's just it's just not going to work out. Well, um, I did notice the way that he... I mean, obviously, whatever works for you when trying to bend it back works, but... His were like these two, I've seen that before as well, like these two metal things that he was sticking yeah. between and go. But I, I don't know. I guess there's different ways to do it. I feel. I wonder if there was a way he could have straightened it out. Right. But. Yeah. Anyway. So 
On day three, he forged a new sword, uh, but during that heat treat and quench, it still had a warp. So he went back to the first sword. Yeah. <laughs> and on day four, he was uh, shaping his Damascus guard and a fit on the tang. Um, so I remember him saying while he was grinding his bevels, basically the, the warp kind of came out or was not noticeable anymore. So right. it ended up working out. Um, for Michael on day one, he was forging out a 5160 by hand and uh, it's going too slow. Mm-hmm. And I forget what he said, if it just the heat was dissipating too much or it was just too difficult to, to work by hand. So he switched to 1095. Um, then he showed him on day four. Um, he wants to have the uh, guard and pommel forged to shape and moved on to grinding the sword. And on day five, he had still kind of all the fit and finish to do. Yep. So guys are back in the forge for testing. Uh, first test, Doug. As the ballistics dummy kill test, I like so. the helmets. The <laughs> yeah, outfits are good. yeah. Uh, for Michael, the movement and balance allows for deep crushing strikes. It will kill. For Ethan, the balance and weight is unbelievable. Yeah, it will kill. Um, yeah, he was really impressed by just how light it was. It was really easy to just maneuver that thing. It was. I thought there was like a couple shots of Doug swinging it. Like it, you could tell he was just. He had like a better stance and he was able to really control that one yeah. so much easier. And it was like nothing. But then he was like out of breath after using Michael's, mm. it seemed. So it was like a little harder to wield. Yeah. For the strength test, uh, Ben Abbott Ben Abbott is battering Ram Bash. It's five strikes on a log and four strikes on a cow skull. Mm-hmm. So for Michael, it was uh, fun to swing. The cross guard was a little sharp, had some sh- like kind of sharpish edges, uh, but otherwise it was okay after the test. And for Ethan, Ben said it was amazing. It was light and beautifully balanced. It was well done. Mm-hmm. For a sharpness test, it was a hide, slice, and hack by Dave Baker. So, Michael, the edge is beautiful. Dave liked the S-shaped guard, but it does bite into his hand a little bit. Um, he said you could wield the sword all day long. For Ethan, the sword is light, fast, and the balance is in his hand. The cuts are beautiful and nicely done. He said, I think he said, this is the this is a sword you want to bring into battle. Yeah. Um, so Ethan is the winner. Yeah. He had a nice light sword and it worked out. Tests were kind of close, but you know, overall, Ethan had the better weapon. Uh, Michael didn't win even this amazing barbarian sword. It came down to the finer details of comfort, balance, and weight. Yeah. Because they both performed amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and Will said, "You sur- surrender it to me. Oh, it was like, er, did he say surrender? I think he's, yeah. He did yeah or whatever. Or you know, present, present it to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give me that sword. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I still like this episode. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. There was a, a good amount of different things happening yep. during the episode that kind of kept you interested. So, yeah. Let's see what other games they pull out. Yeah, who knows? This is a, this is a cool one. What yep. else can they do? I don't know. Can't do Kino. Kino. <laughs> <laughs> bingo. <laughs> bingo? Yeah, bingo table. What is a bingo table anyway? Wait, is a bingo table? Is there a bingo table at all? It's more of a chart. No. Yeah, I didn't think there was a table. Like a slide. What if you get the... The, the cranky the, thing? The basket. 
The basket. Is that high yeah, carbon steel? Yeah, maybe that's high carbon steel right there. Yeah, I don't know about that. As much as barbed wire. <laughs> as far as like complicated putting it together. Yeah, you gotta squish make it. Make it into a blade. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That was the episode. Thank you for watching. If you're one of our new subscribers, thanks again for yes. following us on YouTube. Holy moly. What a weird week it was yeah. for us. But, uh, Things are tamping back down a little ah, bit. Man. We're still holding on to those subs, though. All right. So what are we? A good thing. You know where we're at? I could find out real quick and edit it out of the video. Okay. It takes for me to pull my phone out of my pocket. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. All right. How many subs we got there, Chris? As of right now, we have 939 subs. Wow. Oh, yeah. So that's All 61 right. away. Tell your friends. 61's not very much. We'll, uh, well, we're working on a giveaway for. <laughs> well, I don't know what's Instagram. going on with this. We like, might need to cut our losses on one part of that. We'll see what happens. We're waiting to get this uh, Instagram follower thing uh, giveaway, you know, announced. But could also be a YouTube slash Instagram thousand follower giveaway mm. if uh, Teresa get those needles, get those needles moving. Gonna have to make another banner. (laughs) Gotta make another one of those crocheted knives for us. It's a hook, it's not a needle. All right, get those hooks hooking. I get it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's the episode. Thanks again for watching, and we will catch you next week. Yeah. Bye bye. See you. Happy Pie Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, happy Pie Day. I don't have any pie. Should have made a pie. That's okay. All right. <laughs> Next You're time. Forgiven. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh.